0: Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan, and today's guest on the show is John Barker who has a weekly uh, Irish music show called Totally Irish on 98FM. You can listen to that online or in Dublin. It's, uh, yeah, as the name suggests, it's all Irish music and I thought that there was no better person to talk to the Choice Prize about than John. So coming up we have an interview where we go in depth on all 10 of the nominated acts for the Choice Prize. It takes place on Thursday, March 9th in Vicker Street. Um, it's to crown the album of the year, the Irish album of the year. So it's 10 acts up for it and we go through all of the acts, we eliminate a couple, we talk about the judging process. We were both judges. We get into all that the the pitfalls of judging, the restrictions on judging, for, for lack of a better word. And yeah, I think uh, it's a good chat that we had. So if you like Irish music, if you want to get the inside scoop on the Choice Prize, and if you want to hear who our pick for Irish Album of the Year is, spoiler alert, we don't agree on the winner. But hey, that's one of the great things about, uh, about music, isn't it? So yeah, this is John Barker from Totally Irish talking about the Choice Prize. So the, it's the 12th. I think we're going to crown the 12th Choice Prize winner uh, on Thursday. Uh, do you, uh, is it March 9th that is happening? March the 9th, yeah. Yeah. 9th. So, yeah. yeah, number 12. Um, do, do you think that you could name all, all 12 of the winners uh, that, that have come before?
1: Absolutely. Julie Feeney. Yeah. Divine Comedy. Yeah. Uh who came after the Divine Comedy?
0: The the really controversial one apparently.
1: Oh, super extra bonus party. Yeah. Then you had uh is it Adrian Crowley? He must have been there around then. He Adrian he was two thousand and
0: nine, yeah. There was one before him though.
1: Oh jeez, this is this is like being back in school. Um, I didn't do my homework either. Well, Jape must be around.
0: Yeah, then, yeah, you got Jape. Then so moving on to twenty ten now.
1: Yeah, uh, you've got Two Door Cinema Clubs, where 2010 and I think. Yeah. Um, you've got Jape, of course. I, that's the one I, I do remember. Yeah, Ocean of Frequency to the, on the panel of judges. Uh, then after that, you've got um, I don't know, Villagers, Delorentos. Yeah. I don't know if that's in the, even in the right order. Um, and then, and well, last year was Soak.
0: Yeah. Who
1: and am I, who am I missing? you're missing
0: 2014. Come on for the full sweep. Controversially not nominated this year. I think that they were one of the big uh, glaring omissions this year. On this year's shortlist. Okay,
1: well, it's not It's not Roisin Murphy. No. It was controversially omitted this year. Yeah, anyway, yeah, that's just, true. Do you, do you like the way I just slipped that in there? Yeah, um, folk music. Um, did you do it? What?
0: It, the the gloaming. Okay, it was the gloaming. Oh, the gloaming. You got. Oh, you were so
1: that, close. Was, listen, you you got to give me a bonus point somewhere. Um, <laughs> the the fact I got Julie Feeney in the fine comedy, I'm actually surprised. What year did you judge uh, choice? Was I that did. Gloaming
0: year? I did it for Delorentos when Little Sparks won in um, twenty thirteen March twenty thirteen. They were crowned for their album in twenty twelve.
1: So it's for the the was released twenty twelve. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I I
1: enjoyed yeah. the
0: experience. Um, you did the year before. Was it Jape?
1: I, I I did I did the year before, but I I have to say just before maybe we talk about that. I, I, um, as a whole, I know the choice gets a well over the years it has got a lot of criticism, which it, 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 that's always going to happen. But I don't think there's any other event that, that kind of shines such a spotlight on irish music and not just over like a weekend You like from the announcements of the nominees and the judges in like the second week in january up until march you've basically got two months of constant talk and constant i suppose promotion of irish music and not just with obviously the 10 albums that are nominated but you know, you've got this introduction of the song of the year as well which um, again, has a lot of has, has a lot of criticism, but at the same time, you, you're, you're looking at twenty acts here who are getting a load, a load of publicity. And uh, as we've seen this year, some of them are independent. So, like the, in, in terms of the song of the year, you've got the likes of like Soley, um, Saint Sister, Raglins, Heroes in Hiding, as well, um, to name only four, I suppose. But I mean, they would be for a lot of a lot of people probably unknown acts. Um, and they're getting a huge amount of publicity. And and if you look at the 10 albums that are nominated for the Choice uh, Music Prize this year, you, you, you've got independent acts like um, Gano family. Um, you've got Bantam is in there as well. And, uh, of course, I'm forgetting about one more. Who is... Overhead the Albatross is self-released as well. Overhead the Albatross. Alba, uh, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's brilliant. And... It's, 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 you're, you're never going to agree with it. I mean, to be honest, like, the only time I think I've agreed with the win, like, you're never going to agree with the shortness, but the, in terms of the winning album, I actually think the only time I've been fully, fully happy with it is the year that I got to judge it, uh, which is when Jay won it for Ocean and Frequency. And I'm so glad that I was happy with it that day because I, God, I, no, I would have been. Um, way too argument possibly on if he hadn't have won it I think like every other year I was thinking of this earlier on like last year I wanted and, 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 again not to say that the, the winning albums aren't good albums but they just weren't my preferred choice last year I really really wanted Band to win Yeah. when the Gloaming won I thought James Vince McMorrow should have won when Villagers won so going back three years, I thought Girl's Name's album was incredible. And the year that you judged it, when De won, I had, like, cast of cheers. I was like, These guys have to win, they're the coolest band ever. And they didn't. So every year, uh, and you, you always have this, you know, you to really get offended. Like, God forbid that somebody else would have a different musical <laughs> taste than you. Um, so it's great. I mean, that's what you want. And it opens up dialogue and conversation. And, um, you know, as I said, it shines a spotlight in Irish music.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think Irish people are always just quick to go, uh, it's just the choice again, you know. Oh, they they missed this album, they missed that album. And there were a good few albums that were missed this year, but, like, what else is there sort of thing? Um, like, you know, it does shine a light on these ten albums, and then you do also, I guess, on the day th- of the announcement, you do get everybody talking about, oh, they missed this album, and then yeah. you, you'll kind of see that. So, like, I think... Um, well, The Gloaming are one of the big omissions this year. I already said that. I think Altered Hours are a big are a big omission too for their debut album that was released very early last year. And Roisin Murphy as well, who you mentioned, those are three big names that missed out. So you have to you factor all that in. Like It does look like a very strong year of uh, Irish music. Saying that, I don't think that the shortlist for uh, the Choice Prize this year is... Um, like... There are a couple of albums that I think are just there because you know they're kind of names the Divine Comedy kind of strike me as one who you know I I don't really uh listen to them that much and I listened to them earlier um earlier in the week just foreverland and yeah it's it's a grand album it's like uh I called it whimsical I called it whimsical um. My one of my friends was in the house listening to it as well, kind of half listening to it. And we were talking about, you know, it's kind of like elbow, you know, it's kind of music for for people in their mid 30s or early 40s or something like that. It doesn't do anything for me and I don't find it really exciting, particularly compared to some of the other um albums on the shortlist but maybe i should just call call out the the 10 albums that are nominated and, and we might kind of go through them one by one and uh yeah maybe maybe we'll try and come up with you know owen and john's choice prize you know who would we award <laughs> it like to them. so um we'll go
1: the we'll, alternative competition
0: <laughs> so we'll go we'll go in uh in order that i have it here so all twins for um iivv bantam move wallace bird home the divine comedy foreverland Lisa Hannigan at Swim, Katie Kim Salt, uh, James Vincent McMorrow for We Move, overhead the albatross learning to growl, Russ and Gano family let the dead bury the dead, and we cut corners for the cadences of others. So that's a pretty good uh, shortlist. What what do you think of it?
1: Can I, well, you see, I've got a, a, a slight problem here with with the whole judging aspect of it, and. Like, I agree with you about there's a couple of albums in there, and I think it, it's largely due to their name. So, like, Wallace Bird and Divine Comedy. And I think you've summed up Divine Comedy's album and music perfectly, when He said, it's grand. Like, it, it kind of is. It's, it's like, lyrically, it's, it's, it's always Neil Hannon. It, it, it's very kind of inventive and very clever. But in terms of the music itself and the songs on the album, it's, it's, it kind of just passes you by a little bit. And Wallace Bird, for me, would be in the same category. But anyway, in terms of the, the judging panel, I think ideally you need to have 11 judges that, um, on a regular basis, are listening to Irish music are, are, are listening to, you know, these albums. Because there's, like there's over 250 albums, or there were over 250 albums released last year. So it's very hard to, in the middle of the year, like in I I like I think I was when I did it, I was asked in July. So, like seven months have passed by already. Wow. Before I, I realized, okay, geez, I'm going to, have to start listening to these albums, and I don't know if that's still the same way because it was four or five years ago. But it's very hard to ask people that are not on a regular basis immersed in Irish music and, re- and new releases to suddenly, you know, wade through over 250 albums. So, and and I, and I know maybe there aren't enough judges out there that are on a regular basis are involved in Irish music. But then, if that's the case, I think the judges maybe need to be told at the start of the year, to listen. You know you're going to have to go through a, a lot of albums um, and I say that because sometimes you, for example this year you look at the list and you go, "There is no way in hell I don't care. there's no way in hell that the Divine Comedies album and Wallace Bird's album are in the top ten albums of the year.'t like I just <laughs> I refuse to believe it there are like they wouldn't even be in my top fifty albums of the year so it's and again, that's fair enough, that's just my personal taste, but at the same time. You're kind of looking at the panel and judges going how like how did this happen and it's i don't know i i, I do think oh, well, what do you think about this and if you've gone through the experience would, would that be a a good suggestion to have judges that you feel like maybe are a bit more insightful
0: yeah like i mean the the way that it was done um when i was a judge was that uh we each submitted 10 albums um, kind of from the, the long list that's on the Choice Prize website. And so whichever gets the most uh, nominations makes the short list. But I do think, like, you're not going to listen to every album on that long list. You know, me, who runs an Irish music website, listens to Irish music probably uh, more than, like, the average person on the street. Um, you're not going to listen to every album on the long list. So straight away, like, that's maybe a little bit of a problem. But... Um, yeah, so then you get the ten albums, and then you go in the room with these uh, other ten or eleven judges, and uh, you kind of whittle it down. The way that we did it, and I, I disliked uh, this aspect of the judging. Was it straight off the bat we eliminated three albums um, without even discussing yeah. them, and I, I really didn't like it because, yeah, you're uh, it eliminated one of my, um, one of my favorites that year. Though I can't think of it right now. So, I mean, the, again, you're not going to find a perfect process. I think, I, I don't know if there is a better process than how, how it's done at the moment. Um, you, you know, you kind of go around, I think the judges go in with their mind made up of this is who I'm putting as my favourite album of the year. Mm. I, I don't know if there's much budging and that's kind of how it is. It's kind of uh, the votes are just allocated. They, they chat about the albums for a couple of hours and then, uh, yeah, then they make a decision.
1: I think the, the day itself is, is is a really fair process. I mean, it was slightly different to when I did it in, in 2012, which would have been probably the year before you, in, in the yeah. sense that we all had an opportunity, each judge had an opportunity to go through all of the 10 albums. So but that probably took a couple of hours, and then we narrowed it down to three albums as far as I can, maybe three or four, three albums, I think, which we further discussed um, very, very briefly, and then we, then we had a, a secret vote. So it was slightly different. And I, re- I really, I have to say, I, I love the whole experience of doing it on the day itself was, I mean, to, to sit down, to, to actually have to, in the build-up, to, to to sit down and, and go through the 10 albums yourself, is like, like, there's no other reason for me to to have done that. So even that in itself was, was a really enjoyable process. But then, you know, sitting around this big long table and hearing other people you know what their opinions of these albums were. I, I thought that was brilliant, and I and I, and I loved it. And I hope we get the opportunity, hopefully someday, to do it again. Um, so I think I think the judging process on on the day itself is, is probably as fair as you're going to get. I just think that I, I'd love if I knew for a fact that the judges that each year asked to do it were given like a maybe a longer amount of time to listen to the albums. And I, I don't know. I guess it, it it might be it might have a, a slightly different uh slightly different outcome in, instead of just having like one or two names in there that you kind of left scratching your head going well there's no way like this musically that this is anywhere near the you know in the in the top 10 albums of the year but that's only like a, a personal gripe i have yeah that that's because wallace bird wallace bird and divine comedy are, are on this year and there's a few albums which i absolutely loved and i thought musically that oh, this is a great representation of ireland uh they're not on that so, I,
0: I, I, I agree with you with both of those albums like a. I was going to start off by like, which two albums would you kind of eliminate straight away? Kind of the way that I did did it while I was a judge. And I think uh, I think we both agree that Wallace Bird and the Divine Comedy would probably be the two that um, we would kind of say, no, we don't. Not that we don't want to see them win, but that they're not the best album of the year. Yeah. Um, it's probably not coincidental either that both of them are kind of like well into their careers. Wallace Bird's album Home is her fifth album, and The Divine Comedy's *Foreverland* is—I I don't know what what number album that he's on at the moment. That must be five, four, or five, or six, or something, is it? Yeah, easily.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's it, it's probably around that number as well. And they've they've been nominated before. I think Wallace is maybe nominated the year you did it. Um, yeah. Obviously, Divine Comedy won as you said back in two thousand six. So. Um, yeah, they're they're well established uh, acts, I suppose, at, at this stage. But um, that's not to take away from, you know, the the, the other nominees who are, you know, I, I think I'd like to see maybe any of those win it.
0: There's only two debut albums on the short list. Uh... Overhead the Albatross for Learning to Growl and and Russingano Family, Let the Dead, bury the Dead. Also both uh, self-released albums. Um, I think that they might be... Did you say uh, All Twins?
1: All Twins'
0: debut? Oh, sorry, and All Twins as well, sorry. Um, I think Overhead the Albatross and and Russingano Family are probably my two favourites, as in, like, I think both of them should be in the final discussions to, to win it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I would love that. Um, like the i I know I've spoken to you before about this. They're I know you're a big fan of, of, uh, of, of the trio. They're amazing live. I remember seeing them in the Workmen's Club, maybe two and a half years ago or something like that, and I was absolutely blown away. But, but their live performance, and I think it was maybe like a Thursday night or something like that. And they just the, the crowd was totally offered as if it was, you know, three a.m. On and on a Saturday night or Sunday morning. Like the the album is is brilliant as well. It's you know it, it's a, there's a real kind of mixture there of of different I suppose aspects of, of different styles, different cultures, different traditions, and I guess like it's it's isn't it like socially socially engaged music as well? So it which is is not very common I suppose with a lot of the releases this year. You get the trio from um, Claire I think is that right? Claire? Yeah, Claire oh, Limerick. That way? Yeah. Yeah. So all all from completely different backgrounds as well. They're a really exciting band and yeah, I'd I'd say they're in with a, with a really good shout. I wouldn't even call them dark horses, I'd say they're probably one of the favourites. Um and over overhead the albatross are I, I think probably they work better live. Um I think they're in, like they're such a, a, a visually amazing act uh and, and sonically as well to, to see live. Um I, I really enjoyed the album. I'm, I'm delighted for them. Because 'Cause I, I'd say that was probably the, the biggest shock of the ten albums. When I heard their name being called, out, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that!" I heard the Ulster's to be nominated, so uh, yeah, it's great for
0: everybody involved. I think I think that Irish music has maybe moved on a little bit. Whereas you know, back in 2011 or thereabouts, Irish music was very much uh, kind of Richter collective, Richter collective driven. It was very yeah. post rock heavy, and that was kind of the main sound. And so there aren't that many bands that are doing it um, now. Uh, I, Mm, I don't think anyway. I I did see Redneck Manifesto a couple of weeks ago in Wheelands, and it's great to see that they're still going. I think they're one of the most influential bands like in Irish music, in recent Irish musical history anyway. And I think overhead the Albatross are definitely influenced by them. They bear influences to, and so I watch you from afar too. I think that lack of lyrics might work against them. People might think, oh, it's not, yeah, it's, you know, they're, they're two completely different albums with Russ and Gano's, whereas the Russ and Gano family album is, as you said, really engaged, talks about um, lots of really important themes. I mean, lyrically, there's, there's nothing to see from Overhead the Albatross, but I think that musically it's, it's absolutely brilliant. I think that it can stand with the best in the world in its, uh, in its genre learning to growl and i think that it, i i haven't actually seen them live but i think that there's a great energy running through the album too i think that it's they've captured it brilliantly and they've you know they've honed their craft as well they've been going for five or six years or something like that and this is only their debut yeah. album so fair play to them for uh for yeah managing to capture all that yeah i don't think
1: they're I don't, i'd be i'd be hugely surprised if they won us at the end i'd be hugely surprised if- if the um, if the judges, as you were saying earlier, when when albums are, when when the albums are cut from maybe ten to three or four, I'd be I'd be really surprised if they even made that. Um, but if for, for them to be on the shortlist is is a great achievement. I think.
0: So all twins now. This is a band who I'd be happy to get rid of as well. I think that they're. I think that they. They used to be interesting, the two guys who are, who are in the band. Uh, they used to be in uh, the cast of Cheers, who you mentioned earlier, and um, Adebisi Shank. And so they've been very open about uh, kind of what's happened with All Twins and that they're going for a much more commercial, i.e. successful sound. They want to make money out of it. And so, I mean, I guess fair play to them for being upfront about that. But I think this album is just... Uh, I don't know, I think that it's far in the shadow of what they've done before. I think it's uh it's not interesting at all compared to what they did with the cast of Cheers and Adebisi Shank. What what do you think?
1: Oh let me see this is where we're gonna disagree. This could be our, our first argument. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is where it gets no, entertaining. I, I, <laughs> no, I absolutely love the album. I think it's 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 wonderful. like it's probably it's my tip to win it. Um I think and it, it certainly they've got a sound that I think. If you're going to find a central common theme that all the judges kind of go for, or a central common sound that they're all going to go for, it's probably it's probably all twins. Um, no, I, I I think there's I think they've released maybe I could be wrong here six or seven singles from the album. I think there's ten songs on it, but every you, you, the first time I listened to it, I was like, my god, that's a single, that's a single, that's the single. And again, that points towards what you were saying there about um, they they wanted it, they wanted to make it a bit more commercial than the than the sound that their previous bands had had. Um, but I don't think they've necessarily sold out I don't think they've gone overly commercial um, I've seen them live so many times now and the reaction from the crowd uh, is is more intense I suppose every time I see them I saw them for the last time just before Christmas in the Olympia and it was just it was an amazing atmosphere it was incredible so you, you, and they looked so happy on stage when they saw the reaction of the crowd so I think I think they're going to get bigger and bigger but I mean the the this, the, I don't know the 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 some of the songs on the album are absolutely brilliant. We did I do um, something called press records. So myself and a friend of mine, Robin Ball, um, about three years ago, we started making videos of acts performing brand new material in a recording studio. And one of the first acts we had on was a band called Twins. This is like <laughs> before they became Old Twins, they oh, were called yeah. Twins. I think they were it was the it was the third or fourth act that we made a video for, and like they weren't signed at the time or anything. But one of the songs they played was "Thank You," and just to see the three of them performing that song like th- three or four times in recording studio, uh, like it made it, it made a real impression on me. Um, like Larry is an, is an incredible guitarist; he's one of like the, the best guitarists I think in the country. Um, and Connor's like obviously plays bass, um, and and uh, has got a really kind of distinctive voice as well. And I think I just think the the two of them together it really works. The songs that they create together are. I get what you're saying about them being, it, it, it's certainly more commercial than the Cast of Cheers um, and be Shank, but I think it works really, really well. And I think it's something that the judges will go for. And when the, when the Cast of Cheers decided to, to call it a day, I was gutted because the Cast of Cheers were the one band from, from from Dublin, possibly, over the last few years that I would have been proud to say to anybody listen to these guys, they're incredible and they're brilliant live as well. So I was I was gutted when I realised that they weren't going to be making any more music together.
0: But I think, I yeah, I
1: think all twins are, yeah,
0: probably one of the best actually we have in the country. Okay. Sorry, Sorry um, okay. I Sorry, like, i, I Okay, like, it's not a rebuttal or anything, but musically, I just think that it sounds about 10 years out of date. It sounds like it should be, it, it would fit easily into the landfill in, indie that uh, followed Arctic Monkeys' first album. It could easily be from two thousand and seven, and I think that you you wouldn't kind of bat wow. an eyelid. I I just don't think, I just don't think that there's anything new or interesting in there. And lyrically, some of it just leaves me ah uh, leaves me really cold. Like I think is it on the first song where he's just singing, um, "I am a man, I have a plan" or something like that. So something along yeah. those lines, anyway. And I just think, oh my god, that is the that is the worst rhyme I've ever heard. But but it's one of your favorites. It's one of your favorites, and uh you know- one of us is gonna be wrong, I think, um yeah. hopefully it's yeah. you, but <laughs> um yeah. but uh no fair like this is the thing i mean you you wouldn't begrudge any of them um any of the acts nominated success, I mean anybody who's able to make a little bit of money out of uh music like fair play to them um will we move on to Bantam now, his second album move yeah. So this is uh, a yeah. self-released. Um, uh, is it is it self-released or did it come out on? Uh... Yeah, it is self-released. No, I think it's self-released.
1: Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's it's only seven songs long. So, yeah. this, I guess my first question is: Is this actually an album or is it just an EP? Um. Well, I guess it. I guess it is an
1: album. I mean, what's the definition of an album? But in terms of the, the Choice Music Prize itself, it's it's defined as an album due to the length of uh, the album itself so I can't remember off the top of my head isn't there don't they have it it used to be it has to be over maybe 35 40 minutes long
0: wow if it is over 35 Mm -hmm. I think the bantam's just about hitting that mark
1: yeah He might
0: have stretched out the last song by a few seconds. Well, yeah, I I, I was just looking up um, a couple of interviews that the nominees have done recently. Um, Rory Lynch, who is Bantam, told Edwin McPhee in Hot Press that he definitely wants to win uh, the Choice Prize. He says... Who wouldn't? Although if you'll forgive me for being too humble or what have you, just being nominated is en- is enough for me right now. It's such an honour to be mentioned and even nominated is a great achievement for me. He says uh, there's a lot of self-release acts mixed with ones on major labels and that's refreshing. It's good to see a mix of the better known acts and the lesser known ones. All in the running for the same accolade. Accolade. That's a really positive thing. So you know he he wants to win it, but he's going to be uh, deferential to the to the uh, guys around him as well. What what do you think of uh, of Move as an album?
1: Um, I I have to say, I, I, when I heard it initially, I was I thought some of the songs in it really worked well. Like he, he collaborates with a lot of uh, singers, a lot of female singers, honest, and I thought. Um, the songs he did with Farah L and Lowe and actually the the song he did with the Ruth and Gano family boys as well, yeah, worked really well. They're probably the, the three standout tracks for me, yeah. honest. And then I thought maybe one or two of the others, or maybe three of the others, weren't as strong. And as you said, it, when, when there's only seven songs on the album, you're kind of looking at maybe two thirds of the album is, is pretty good. So I, I like I've, I've, I've listened to it a lot more since, and I think the other songs have, have grown on me a bit more. And um, really, really good album. I actually think like that he's probably his next album that comes after this is, is probably gonna be much, much better. I think he's he's grown in confidence so much in the last two or three years. Um so I don't even think this is going to be his best release. And I just see uh, this part as I said like some of the songs and I think uh he, yeah like possibly he could he could have it could have been better songs that went on the album. So um I but in saying that really impressed and I think for an in the an independent actually to get nominated like this and again he would not have been a name that a lot of people would have known. I think it's it's uh, it's it's
0: a such such a great achievement.
1: Yeah. What, th- do
0: you, what, what did you make of the album? I uh, I probably agree with you. I think that those three songs that you mentioned are the three strongest songs on the album. And then I think that there's a little bit of a drop off, and then there's another little bit of a drop off with maybe two of the tracks. So I don't I don't think it's a really strong album. But I think that there the high points are like among the best songs out of the whatever it is, like say hundred and twenty tracks altogether that are featured on all these albums. I think that his three best songs on Move are right up there with the best of them. Um Yeah. Uh what about Lisa Hannigan at Swim? Um what about Lisa Hannigan at
1: Swim? I, I, I was I wasn't hugely impressed with this album at oh. all. I thought yeah, no. I thought it was a, like a, 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 you know, a, a little bit. I say self-indulgent earlier times. Um, I thought, yeah, I, I, it was like I, as an album overall. I found it quite difficult to, to listen to the whole thing. It was it was probably a bit too downbeat for me. It was a bit too, uh, I won't say possibly minimalistic. Um, the the highs that she had was um, was was in a previous album at Swim. Uh, no, no, that's no. This Her, one previous album was golden. Uh Passenger wasn't was, it? Passenger, of course. Sorry, thanks. Um, <laughs> because her new album here is coming to Um I, I like she. I think I thought she had the balance right, or certainly the balance is better on that album between, um, I guess, more upbeat songs than the than some of the songs that she has on, on this album. Uh, hence the fact that I, I, I thought it was a little bit self indulgent. And I know she was working with um, what's his name, Aaron from the National. Yeah, Aaron desner Aaron, And yeah, that's it. Um, and obviously he he had a, like a, an important role to play as producer in terms of the sound of the album. But yeah, I I wasn't I wasn't overly impressed with it. In fact, I, yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had that on the show list, probably.
0: Wow, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you, but I think that this is also where a little bit of context comes into it. And I don't know if the if the albums do actually stand alone by themselves you know just musically is that what they're judged and i think i think that context does come into it for a couple of the acts like lisa hannigan moved to london a couple of years ago and she's been quite open about just um kind of being what did she call it she uh she told catherine conroy in the irish times that she was definitely veering towards depression mode at times so you can you can definitely hear it in the album, and I think that thematically it's a really interesting one. In that um, it's kind of about the emigrant experience. It's about kind of feeling lonely away from Ireland and trying to deal with that. And she also talks about going through, um, you know, just not being able to uh, writer's block. She has, and so I think that that probably adds a lot to the album. I think it's a brilliant album, but I get what you what you're saying. It's not the most exciting. Uh, listen on the shortlist no <laughs> no
1: it definitely isn't so no, yeah so
0: I, I'd actually love to see her win because I, I do actually think it's a really really strong album but um, yeah may, maybe we eliminate that from the from our discussion as well uh, <laughs> w- w- what album do you want to talk about next um, well I suppose what
1: have we got left? Like, we've got James Vincent McMorrow you've got Katie Kim
0: yeah. Uh yeah, James Winsome Tomorrow is an album that I really liked on first listen and I don't know, I saw I saw him in Cork Opera House at the start of the year and I didn't think he was amazing and since then I've kind of been like, oh, maybe We Move isn't as good an album as I remember it being. What what do you think of the album?
1: I I love it. I think it's a I think it's a it's a wonderful album. Um, I mean, he's gone from his last album, Post Tropical, which I guess was probably a bit more somber at times, and, and certainly didn't probably have the same type of instrumentation involved in it. Um, I think this album is 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 wonderful. Like even. Was it Rising Water was the first single from it? And he, yeah. he kind of just thought, wow, this has got, a, this has got a, a completely different feel to it. I know he's, he's spoken the lead up to releasing this. And I, I think probably if you follow him on, on Twitter or if, you, if you've spoken to him before, like he's a huge fan of uh, hip hop music. Um, and you can see a lot, of, you can hear certainly a lot of influences uh, on the new songs of, of that genre of music. Also his, his backing band that he has with him are hugely, hugely talented as well. So, um, he instead of, whereas the first two albums kind of felt like James Vince Morrow on his own, in particular the first album, which was basically just a pure, like traditional kind of solo album, um, there, there seems to be a lot more collaboration going on with this one. And I know he collaborated with some um, producers um, uh, over in America for some of the songs on this album as well. So it seems a bit more collaborative. Uh, I, I just, I, I, I think it's brilliant. I love his lyrics. I, think I, I love his voice. I think I, I, what a lot of it comes down with with James Vincent McMorrow is his voice. And I've had friends of mine say that they, they find it hard to listen to him, which I, I find amazing. But And I've had other people that absolutely adore him. Um, I've seen him live so many times. I've seen him live like seven, eight times. Uh, and he's, he's incredible. Live. But I, I, as an album, I think it does come down to that. And I think, I don't know if you would have heard the same thing, on, but when when The Gloaming won it, which was two years ago, James Vincent McMorrow was up for it for, as I said, post-tropical. And I think he didn't make that short list of three or four albums uh, in, initially. And I think a lot of the judges kind of dismissed him straight away. And I get that impression, certainly within Irish media, that he's not his, his music is not the most popular. And I'm always kind of scratching my head, wondering why that is. <laughs> but again, that couldn't sound to just personal taste. But I, I don't, I like, this guy for me should be, you know, lauded. He should be, like, held up there as one of our, our great musicians uh, at the moment. And he's not, you never get the impression that he is for within, I suppose, mainstream media. And I, again, I don't understand why that is, so I don't know. I, I think his album, like as I said, I I, I love the album. I've listened to it a huge amount. Um and if it was me, and I know you're probably going to ask me this in, in a minute or two, who I, uh, who I hope is going to win. Well, I, I'd love if, if he wanted, I'd be
0: really, really happy. Yeah. Like his, uh, his voice is amazing. Uh, I, I kind of do find, I'm kind of the same as you. I kind of find it mad that people don't actually like fall, fall to the floor, like fall at his feet when they hear him sing, because he just hits notes that, you know, you, you don't think are, are possible. Um, yeah. I'm, I really liked it that, you know, while I was trying to get used to it, we move. And then when I did get used to it, I was just kind of like, ah, oh, it's... There's- there's just something not that exciting about it. I think Get Low, which was the second single from it. Uh, yeah. was one of those which I was really excited about and then the excitement fell away quite quickly. But um no I Oh no. Yeah, I'd um, I'd like to see him win though, you know. It's uh it's another one of those. We have um we have two more albums to talk about. Uh Katie Kim's album Salt. Uh I was a judge when uh she released her last album. And it didn't get nominated, and I think that that was the one that people were uh, almost distraught about. So much so that there was a couple of judges in the room who were like, "How did this album not get nominated?" When you look at some of the acts who are on the short list, they're just like, "How did Katie Kim not get nominated?" So she is nominated this yeah. time for uh, Salt. I think I don't know. Is it her third album? I think maybe it's come out on Art for Blind Records, and it's an absolute triumph. I think. What what do you make of it?
1: No, I'd like to go and tell me why. Why is it a triumph? <laughs> okay.
0: Um. I think. I think sonically, it sounds. Is that the right word? Sonically, it sounds great. It was recorded, um, like un, under a train track or something like that, and so it it just sounds great in that respect. And I, I just think that she she's very she's been very honest. Uh, talking about it as well just how she took a break and she kind of came back to the music and she was just trying to uh you know get used to it and she's kind of almost come to terms with the fact that you know you're not going to make money uh in the irish music industry i think a lot of people would agree with that but uh, i just mm, think it's yeah. it's such an interesting listen and it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like anything else on the short list
1: no Definitely not. It's. Do it, you know? It, it, uh, um, there's a, a, a lot of times when I, I listen to Irish music and I, I listen to it nearly like with my radio uh, hat on. So I kind of listen to it going, okay, can I play it on the show? Oh, okay, right, yeah. yeah. And more often, th- sorry.
0: Oh no, I was just agreeing with you.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, I, and and more often than not, I can play it on the show. So sometimes when I when I listen to an album and it's 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 very kind of dark and brooding, like Katie Kim's album Sold Is. I I, don't, I certainly don't dismiss it, but I kind of think, okay, I need to listen to that when I'm not thinking purely in terms of the radio show, and I I need to just listen to it, uh, as a fan. So um, in terms of it, it being in any way kind of commercial, it's certainly not that at all. But what, what I what I liked about it though was that it's 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 hypnotic. The right word, it probably is. It's 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 there's a certain sound that she has, and as I said, it's kind of very kind of lo-fi. Atmospheric reverb vocals, and it does. it Like once you get into that, you it it is very hi- hypnotic. And um, I I I love the sound that that, that she has. Um, I don't I I I I know people that are huge Katie Kim fans, and I don't really get that myself. And um, but I did really enjoy listening to the album again. Probably that's another one I, I was quite surprised that it made the shortlist. Not surprised in a, in a very good way though. Um I think she certainly deserves to be honest. Um, so yeah it, it was uh, it, it, it's a very good and once I got into it I, I really enjoyed, it, really enjoyed it. She's, a, she's got a great sound so
0: the last song that we have to talk about is a band who I'm sure that you've played a lot on the radio uh, the past couple of months We Got Corners and the Cadences yeah. of Others
1: yeah which was from what uh, John O'Connell ran the band before Christmas and it was recorded in a, in a church I think in this DCU possibly drunk, wander maybe around that area. Um, uh, hence the hence the the, the lovely sand. that's honest. It. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a great album. It's a it's a really good album. In, in terms of th- th- this album, I think it, it's it's one of the the strong points for of Corners. There's actually two. They make incredible videos. Every single video they make is very kind of thought provoking and um, it, it's um, like really. Really well produced, but lyrically, I think lyrically that's their their strong point. Like they're great at harmonizing. Like the, John is a is a like fantastic guitarist and Connell is a great drummer. But I think like uh, when they, they their vocals together are, are brilliant. But lyrically, I think that's where the strong points of the band come from. Like you can sit down and maybe you know, like read their lyrics like poetry, and you're you're kind of left scratching your head and kind of left you know it's very thought provoking and. Um, He's got a really nice turn of phrase at times. Um, so that's that's probably one of the main things that I, that I, I love uh, when I listen to them. And their they're singles, they're, again, you know, similar enough to to like James James and McMorrow nearly at times, I think there's a lot of people that guess Me for Corners uh, and, and and others that don't. So they're kind of like Marmite nearly at times for, for certain people. Um, I'm definitely one of the ones that gets them. I think they're... They're, um, they're absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Well, did you enjoy the album? I did, but I, I
0: guess the thing is is that musically it's not hugely different from what's come before. I, but, I mean, they they set a very high bar. And w- when you think of We Got Corners, I think that there's very much one sound that comes to mind. And I think that they hit it. They hit on that throughout this album, but they just hit it so well that, you know, it, yeah. It's it's a very level line, I guess, for them and I guess that's one of the drawbacks with the two pieces that you're never, you're probably not going to do. Uh, that, it's kind of bad to say, you know, when you think of the white stripes or something like that, but, uh, and there's every possibility that we corners will completely surprise us the next time, but there's probably only so much that you can do with uh, drums and uh, guitar between yeah. two people. So, yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. Uh, I th- uh, I, th- uh, I, th- I think lyrically it's it's a great album, um, and they do lyrics so well. But um, I I don't think that it's uh it's it's probably their best album. I just don't think that it's the best of these ten albums. Okay, so can I ask you this
1: then? If I if I turn into the interviewer, <laughs> what what would you
0: say would be the best album on that list? Um, Russ and Gano family, I think, is the one that stands out. It it's the only rap hip-hop album uh on the list it's and that that's been a genre that's been really badly underrepresented in the past couple of years both on the yeah just on the short list itself let alone like the bands vying for f- for it to be named album of the year so i think russ and gano family let the dead bury the dead is the one that i think should win and i think it's the one that will win
1: Nice. Okay, I I'd go for all Twins. No. Um, I think, <laughs> I, but, oh, listen, listen. I think like this is this award is going to the album of the year, and I think as an album, as I said to you, like any of those ten songs could have been released as singles. It's a really, really strong album. Regardless now whether you you think the sound is a bit too commercial or not, it's it's uh, it they're 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 so well produced. I mean, you 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 um. You, you just like listen to that album live and you're going, that's incredible. You know, it's, it's, um, I, yeah, it's, my, my, I don't know if it's my favorite album on the list. Like I, I love the James Vincent McMorrow one as well. But uh, I think that, as I said earlier on, I think it, it's kind of the one album that the majority of judges hopefully are going to agree on. <laughs>
0: Well, I guess we'll find out on uh, Thursday, March 9th. James Vincent McMorrow is the only one of the ten who's not going to be performing on the night. Usually the, the acts play about two or maybe three songs each, and it's always a brilliant night. James Vincent McMorrow is the only one who's not performing on the night. I It won't work uh, against him or anything. It, I, I don't think that will even no. factor into the thinking. But, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be... It it will be a great night of music, and it's always a night that I enjoy. But will you be heading along?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I've seen to nearly everyone, so I'll be headed along. Um, and I, yeah, I, I I love just even just even regardless of who ends up winning, is being able to see that many great acts on stage in you know on on the one night, as you said, like nine of the ten are going to be performed on the night. So, and there's 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 a huge amount of diversity amongst those nine acts as well. So yeah i'm looking forward to a really good night. should be should be excited are you so you' are you're, you're gonna put money on losingengano
0: family uh yes i think i will i think i think um, okay. bantam might be the the dark horse though i wouldn't be surprised to see his album name the winner i've just got okay. a feel i've Do you got want to a feeling. uh just between the two of us
1: yes I, I, I i'm putting a tenor on
0: alt uh okay i'll 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 raise you russenganov i'll put the house on russengano family
1: <laughs> um, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, we, and uh, I look forward to collecting my winnings on uh, on Thursday. It should it okay. should be a great night. Thursday. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, hopefully bump into you, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bash your ear again about all twins in person off the air. Uh, well,
1: I've seen up front for twins when they perform. <laughs> Left of, left of front.
0: <laughs> All right. All right, John, thanks a million for uh, for the chat anyway. It was it's it's great just chatting kind of in depth about Irish music. It's not something that uh, I get to do that often. So uh, it's always, always great to chat to you. My pleasure.
1: Ron. Thank you very much.
0: And yeah, fun. have have a great night at, uh, at the Choice Prize. I'll see you there. See you there. So that was uh, my interview with John Barker talking about who we think is deserving of winning the Choice Prize. I'm going to put my money on Russ and Gano family. He's backing all twins for the prize, maybe with James and McMorrow standing in the background, you know, kind of running up behind all twins. And yeah, I, th- uh, I really enjoyed the chat. It was, uh, it's always just great to talk, uh, at length about Irish music. Uh, I don't get to do it that often, so it's always great chatting to John. You should definitely tune into his show, Totally Irish on 98 FM. And if you like what you hear today, uh, there's usually kind of more um, interview type podcasts that I do, interviews with artists, writers, general art, arty people. So you can uh, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Just search for the point of everything and it should come up. And yeah, let me know who you think should win the choice prize. Tweet me at TPOE blog. And yeah, if you're going to Vicker Street on Thursday, uh, look out for me. I'll, uh, I'll be running around. I won't be down the front for all things. Thanks a lot for listening folks.